toss me. What? I cannot drop the duster, you'll have to toss me. Don't tell the elf. Not a word. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Podcast of the Rings. And today, we are talking about our favorite bearded stout fellow, Gimli, son of Gloin. Now, I was wondering about this because, and I didn't want to correct Alex, and uh, I guess it's not a correction, but he was always saying Glowin and Owen and all that. And I don't, like, I've heard both. I've heard both Gloin and Oin. And I've heard, and Glowing, I was watching, yeah, and I've heard Glowin and, and Owen. So I don't know which is the correct pronunciation or if they're both correct. So in work, in my time working with both of you, Alex says Tolkien, you say Tolkien, like there's certain, you actually have pronunciations I haven't heard before mm-hmm. um, that make me just realize that it's kind of dealer's choice, I think. I think so, Because yeah. I also don't want to be the jerk that's like mm, it's tolkien because also you can really love it and still call it tolkien and not yeah. disrespect the text so glowing my i don't know because what is it ballin dwellin glowing i think it's all the ins that make you start yeah thinking it's that um because what are you gonna say ballin 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 yeah he's ballin <laughs> um it's prop because I know that Alex tries really hard to get the pronunciation correct based off of his understanding or reading the text, but he's yeah. not he's not perfect. Um, the the king that we were trying to get the name for, um, Gilgalad, Gilgalad, yeah, he he to, of his own volition was like it's I used to say Gilgalad and it's Gilgalad or but also depending how so apparently there is this folklore out there that at the reader's table of the first episode of next generation they're doing everyone's at the table picard's there or you know uh what's his face the entire cast frakes yada yada yeah and the first person to say data is picard's character and so uh data get us you know get me comms or whatever he says however he says and someone stops uh, i want to say it's the doctor or whatever. And she goes, isn't it data? And uh, Picard, I can't, I can't think of his name right now. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart's like, in my, in my experience, the first person to say it is the first person that says it right. <laughs> like, so it's data because he says data or it's data because it says data. So like. I've there, definitely always said data for sure. Well, that's how they pronounce it on the series is. Oh, data. I, I just meant like the word too. Oh. Like I'll always like, Oh, the data backs this up like well and data refers to one piece of data and then datum is the convalescence of all of that it's it's too much i i guess you know who also taught me how fragile and in an unimportant perfect communication is is pandar who used to be a moderator on my channel okay and now is just my friend and i'll i used to like mistype or typo or fix my typos and he goes it's just communication i know what you mean don't feel bad that you mistype something 
we all got it. Like, you're not a, a bad linguist or bad at grammar because you misspelled something once. And it really is freeing when you look at things that way, which actually reminds me. If you become a Patreon member, you could get shouted out like Arsenal Roy 2K, whose last name in real life I'm unable to say. And I'm pretty sure it's Glassby. Jesse Glassby. Anyway, he's the right tier that gets uh, shouted out. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell to the yeah. There's different tiers. Did, and I think you know this, right? I do know this. I do know the tiers. You can start at the Nine Rings for Immortal Men at only $2 and you get early access to the show. You could be the Seven Rings for Dwarf Lords, which is only $5 a month. And uh, I don't know that there's anything else. Oh, bonus episodes, which we have yet to do. <laughs> Three Rings for Elven Kings, which is what Jesse is. And you can get shouted out at the end of each episode or in Heck an episode. Yes. Yeah. There is one king, one ring to rule them all, and that's $100. And the only thing you get is a shirt that says, I have the one ring and all I got was this stupid shirt. That's, that's a great sales pitch for it's that. It's such a good idea, though. Come on. Tell me, just like to actually say you have the one. Have you gotten into the, any of this magic business? I have. I think I'm going to go maybe tomorrow and pick up a pack uh, because... Are you going to go commander or are you going to do... I think I'm going to go commander deck and I'm feeling really lucky and I'm going to I'm gonna get the one ring when, yes. I, when I get it. I'm yes, going to get it are. and then I'm going to sell it for two... Uh, actually, I'm going to sell it for $5 million. And then none of you are ever going to hear from me again. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Just at least it's good to know that that's the kind of la ladder climber you are. Like some Exactly. Of us, some of us are like going to try and carry people up on the way. Or, you know, you're going to hit each person on the rung down. No, you're just I'm, gone. <laughs> the only time you'll hear from me is I'll, I'll send in a short obituary into whatever local paper that I'm at. And if you're lucky enough to read it, and it will say, Ben Goddard lived a life. Died like he living. lived. Yeah, he died like he lived <laughs> anonymously. <still>. <laughs> the thing is, is I would not be mad at all. So you can feel good about not making me lose sleep at night. Perfect. Um, Love to hear that. But I thought they're selling it. I didn't. I don't think it's findable in a pack. I thought it no, was... it's in a pack. No. Yes. Now. Uh, oh, but there's also an extra set, a special set, right? Or. I think it's in a pack, and I think it comes with, like, a certificate of authentication that no one knows what that looks like because, you know, people are going to try and, like, duplicate it and, you know, rip people off and sucker people and scam people. Uh, but that's what I've heard. We were talking about it last night. correct. Uh, I was over at my friend Bert's house with Andy oh, and Janelle. Bert's. Yeah. So you we were all talking. You get the Leviathan, too, right, from the Warhammer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we were all nerding out about that, and he got a pretty he got a pretty good one. Uh, I can't remember what it was. It was like a it was a holographic one, oh. and it's worth quite a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, we were talking about that, and he and he was the one that said that uh, one. It's rumored to be somewhere in South America. Uh, How and would then, they know that? I don't know. No. And one why would knows. they release that information? So here's the thing: they wouldn't release that information because they want people just to buy a bunch of decks in hopes. Absolutely. They they would never. They're gonna make so much money. It's like the Willy Wonka effect. It... Do you remember the Monopoly McDonald's Monopoly? Yes, of course. Do you know that no one ever won that except for a McDonald's employee? I didn't know anybody won it. Yeah, because they did it because they rigged it. I know someone rigged it up. Anyway. I like this thing is I do think there is a one ring card out there like because 
Well, I, I'm sure it is. I just don't think they would tell us whereabouts no. it might be. But yeah, all those fast. I remember like uh, the Godzilla Taco Bell thing. Like everyone, you know, Ooh. had all the letters for like if you buy a large drink and stuff. Like you, uh, uh, you had to spell Godzilla. Um, <laughs> I don't remember and, that. Oh my god. And I like you know, no one ever found a Z. When I'm I'm like 99 sure. Like there was no Z. You you were not gonna right. win the one million dollars or whatever that that prize was for Godzilla. It, it just was not possible. Right. I think that's right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, actually, speaking of things you can get from fast food, Alex still has his McDonald's cup. Of, oh, for which one? I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's Gandalf. And so the cups actually really maintain their beautiful – I mean, they're glass, right? So they're just – Dude, those glass – like I've seen like the old Batman uh, Returns ones and the <gasps> Batman Forever ones. Like they look so good. But the plastic they're... turns. So like the yeah. plastic is yellowed. But it's gorgeous. I mean, I just remember good old days. I used to have mini Beanie Babies. I had like the um, D, uh, VHS boxes that the Disney princesses would come in. Oh, there was for a, sure. There was a heyday of toys for sure. And it's so weird. Like, I don't think they do that anymore, the fast food place. I don't think they do the partnership. Like, they might do, like, a partnership, like, you know, where they're eating. Like, I watched that movie. Everyone was talking about that movie Hustle, the Adam Sandler Netflix one. And I found, like, parts of it pretty enjoyable. Like, I, I like I like the Sandman. He's like a basketball scout. And I swear, like, they must have been sponsored. One, every single NBA player you could think of is in this movie no. along with every – Dude, it's wild. Like, the, the, the starring at the end of it, it's like, Tobias Harris as himself. So-and-so as – I'm like, I know. I know. We know that these are all NBA players. Wow. I get it. Because obviously they're probably not acting well, too. I no, they're imagine. not. Because, <laughs> uh, like, the main character is an NBA player, and he is not a good actor. Um, but um, uh, what is it? Just, like, at the beginning of the movie, he's, like, flying around because he's, like, a talent scout. And, like, he's just eating fast food. And just, like, every shot is just, like, this, like, glamour shot of, like, KFC or pizza. I'm like, okay. Okay, got to pay for this movie somehow. I respect it. But, okay, let's get this over with now. Wow. Yeah. I mean... Adam Sandler still rakes in almost as much money as James Cameron. <laughs> like, he just makes... No, like, I mean, this thing, like, I, I can't remember. Besides Uncut Gems, I don't think he's made a theater movie in a while because, like, he's made that deal with Netflix and just, like, gets the money. His Netflix it, deal is insane. Because and they get clicks, man. Like, you... like they really do. That movie Ridiculous 6 was the most watched movie on Netflix for a second. <laughs> That's it's right. The, is that's so it's so bad. I but love he's still you, able to pull Jan Jennifer Aniston to do a second murder mystery film. Yeah, do you because know what I mean? they're like, hey, do you want to go to Morocco for six months to quote unquote shoot a movie once a week? And then five other days we're going to be on the beach and we'll eventually get the movie shot. And we're already paid. There's no box office like to worry about because it's just going to be on Netflix. Like that's the best deal ever. Like. They did. That's actually the only condition under which the Beatles made the movie help. So they didn't want anything to do with Yellow Submarine, and they had other voice actors do the voice. Mm -hmm. But they because they were contracted for another film. Oh, okay. And or several films, if I remember correctly. So Yellow Submarine comes out. They realize how good it is because it's Yellow Submarine's fire, and then they do the 
they do the film at the end where it's like, we're the Beatles. We're all in the Like yeah. they, they actually like, you see them for a brief second because they actually endorse the film. And then they're like, we have to do help. We have to do another film with Richard Lester, who was the person who made Hard Day's Night. I don't know how much you care or like the Beatles, but I just adore them. So anyway, long story short, they're like, we'll do it, but we're going to go to Scotland and we're going to go to the Bahamas, literally. We'll go to the Alps. So they basically just filmed Vacation, the movie. Yeah. So I'm looking here at ScreenRant.com, and you know, occasionally I get, um, I get, you know, duped by other websites that are like Fandom Rant, but it's not Fandom, or it's yeah. like Screen Rant Junkies that make you think it's an actual website, but they're really not doing some of the worst article writing I've ever seen. But this one is twenty things you might not know about the dwarf. Gimli. Oh, okay. I'm kind of down for this. Do you want to start this way? Let's let's do it. I'm okay. down. I'm so down. Okay. So if you remember, we talked a little bit about um, Legolas and Gimli doing their bro film after. Yes. Apparently, according to Screen Rant, number 20, he founded a dwarven colony in the Glittering Caves. I have that written down. Do you? Let's talk about it. He became the Lord of the Glittering Caves. What? Yes. Like, this was one of the best facts about Gimli is that in the Battle of Helm's Deep, um, they all get separated. Unlike, you know, the the movie, Gim- the movie Gimli, we're going to talk a lot about this, too. The movie Gimli and the book Gimli are so dissimilar. So, they so. are. Now, I love the movies to death, and I love John Rhys-Davies' performance of Gimli, but... When I read all these things about him, I was like, man, I wish I wish we could have seen just a little bit of this. Just like this side of Gimli come out where like he is he is his father's son. He is this very respected dwarf. And, you know, when he leaves Erebor uh, because a message from a messenger, probably a ring wraith, comes to Erebor and is like, hey, you want to join our side? We'll give you back Moria. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's the reason why they seek out Elrond. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's why they're going to Elrond. And be like, hey, we we got this messenger here. I don't know. What's we don't going like on. you. Yeah, but we like them less. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then he just at the drop of a hat, um, like he, he in the movies, it seems like he's like going basically to spite Legolas more than protect Middle Earth, which you know, I'm I'm okay with. <laughs> uh, I'm a petty person when it comes to it sometimes too. <laughs> Um, no, the guy who's just going to put out no bit when he leaves us after making so much money. Sure. Not petty at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, he he's a very honorable person. And it's just like uh, he just jumps at the chance to be like, I'm I'm the only dwarf here, like a fighting age. And oh, wow. Yeah. And I need to go. I need to represent my race and my people in this quest to save the world. Uh, so I like that. Uh, but yes, he does become the Lord of the Glittering Caves. And what I was getting at is that when Galadriel, and we'll get to the whole hair thing because it's uh, a beautiful story. Love um, so much. She basically, she gives him a hair because, because of the way he asked and also because she sees something in, in him that no other dwarf really has is that he is not swayed by treasure. Gimli isn't swayed by any He's treasure. He's not asking for her glittering hair like her weird uncle in yes. order to. Yeah, it's not a pro- like she he asked her. Um, she asked him, like, what would you do with it if I gave you my hair? And He's like, 
nothing. I would put it on my shelf in, in an unbreakable glass case and just admire it. That's all he wants to do with it. Like it, it, it's not it's not like he's not gonna sell it. He's not gonna you know put it above his throne like the Ark and Stone or anything like that. It's just gonna be in his living room. I, I'm gonna make a make a statement. I don't know this, but Galadriel has to know that before she asks him. She right? knows that. She knows that. She just wants to hear him. So we we need him to say it out loud because we're. It's basically for other people because right. like this moment. Uh, we're going to be going on tangents. This moment, this interaction between Galadriel and Gimli when they first meet, because Celeborn is kind of like chastising Gimli a little bit. Ooh, no. Oh, yeah. No. Celeborn in the book is just like, yeah. Um, yeah, like they, they say it a little bit in the movie, and, you know, Galadriel says, like, you know, foolish were none of the deeds of Gandalf, because Celeborn's like, you guys shouldn't have gone into Moria. Gimli, this is your people's fault oh, for waking wow. up the Balrog, and Gandalf knew about the Balrog and shouldn't have gone in there. Y'all are both dumb. And Gladiator's like, they're not dumb. It was a mistake. No one meant to do this. Fool foolish but also, they only had so many op things to do. There's only so many options. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and Calvin's such a cuck. I, and I, I thank God we could say that on this PG-13. <laughs> do you think we're going to see him in Rings of Power? Um, we, I think we've already hinted at it. Yeah. So, okay. cause she said that, um, a lot of people were uh, upset at the omission of him, but I don't know if you remember the stupid episode where they're just basically walking post the volcano eruption. And she goes, yes, I lost my husband. And so she did bring him up. I think they're setting us up for an arc in which she realizes he's still alive. I don't gotcha. think we'll see him anytime soon. And I think it's like a season three, I think it's a end of season two reveal that she's able to find him that that might be my most disappointing episode was it's the, the worst. episode after the volcanic because like what a great you have the the charge of the Numenorians. you have like you know like a decent fight i don't need like huge battles but just like you have uh everyone has their moments Everyone has their moments. You have the conversation between Galadriel and uh, what's his name? Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sauron. <laughs> well, not not Sauron. Uh, uh, between uh, the orc, the el the the elf orc. What's his name? Oh yeah. Um 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 um. Adar. Adar. And then you know you have that that moment, which is such a great moment in hindsight of like, do you not know who I am? And that's a great moment because you're like you look back on it now and you're like, oh, that's that's why he said that's so cool. Yeah. But then yes. the next, and then you have you know, oh, you think they won the day, and then nope, they it was a, it was a total bait and switch. You have like this huge thing because like us nerds know that the Southland is not good, but like you know, people watching the show don't know that. Right. And so it's like this huge reveal, and then it's like this giant like, oh my god, is everybody dead? No, they're cool. I'm sorry. Galadriel takes off. She does nothing to serve anybody. There are people screaming. A horse is on fire. And yep. she's like, this is my fault. I'm just going to walk. Here, kid, come with me. Yeah, just. No, oh. it, and I'm not a very, I mean, I'm a critical person and I have an eye for attention for detail, but I also suspend disbelief. I, I maintain that. That's the one episode that actually almost th like bucked me from the horse because it's just, it's not even a good aftermath episode no it's not it's not it's, like yeah. we're just Wait. watching her work through her problems <laughs> it's not good 
Um, it, it makes you appreciate, and I don't want to compare like fantasy to fantasy, like with Game of Thrones. The only thing I'm comparing it to is that it makes you appreciate how well Game of Thrones did different stories at the same time. Because it's Joaquin, soap opera, dude. It's there's a way to do soap opera. And but I'm saying like in it. the same episode, because Walking Dead couldn't do it, because Walking Dead would be like, here's here's a Rick story. And Rick's story right. is going to end with this huge cliffhanger, like Carl got shot or something. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait for next week. Oh, sorry, next week is uh, a Daryl episode. And then the week after that is um, – uh, uh, God, I'm forgetting all their names right I now. I didn't even watch it. It's a, it's a all Carla I know is episode. Coral? Yeah. Coral? And like four <laughs> weeks later, then we get back to the Rick story. It's like, oh, my gosh. And now – Rings of Power would do the same thing where it's like, oh, we're going to focus this entire episode on Galadriel and the kid. And then we're going to go back to the Numenorians the next episode. And then we're going to go back. It's like, no, like, it's it's just like I realize people have their problems with the, the last season of Game of Thrones. I have my problems with it. But, man, we got to appreciate those first like five and a half, six seasons of just absolute amazing storytelling. And say what you will. Grey's Anatomy is as long running and successful as it is for the same exact reason. They know how to get you. There's a, there's an art to it. Yeah. Get get you on the climax of a story, pepper in a new one, break someone's heart. A baby's getting born. Like they procedurals have it down, man. Like they know how to do there, it. They're there for a reason. Law and Order is still there for a reason. Like the uh, the improv studio that I studied at Impro, one of my friends did a Game of Thrones show, and their format was soap opera. Have mm. multiple stories going at one, at one time, and that is it's hard to do improvised, let alone write written. I'm sure, yeah. But yes, that that that's where they really lost me. I understood why we didn't see Numenor for four episodes or whatever. Hopefully, and again, we did digress totally. Um, hopefully, we'll see them have done enough exposition and groundwork for everyone where they can like. It needs to hit the ground running. It like, does. It, I would that's agree. The thing is that like. Uh, if, if people like us are having these concerns, I really don't know what the general public is like. I'm really honestly general public liked it. If you watched it and got through it, like like my friends who know and like good stories, some, some these improv people who know mm. narrative really liked it. The less they cared about the Silmarillion and all that stuff, honestly, the more they really liked it. Strangely. I do find that to be true because I know like a lot of people had a problem with um, season three of Mandalorian and my roommate finished it and he was like, that was great. Right. That was so much fun. I was like, right. okay. Like, I'll shut up, honestly. Like, that's that's who this is for, not me. Like, if the public likes it, let them enjoy it. I think yeah. you can be burdened with too much information. Yeah. Um, all right, so Gimli is a lord. I love it. He's yes. the Lord of the Glittering Caves, which apparently, according to this screen rant, uh, the caves are inspired by Cheddar Gorge in the county of Somerset, England. So should you want to go on a Lord of the Rings tour and feel comfortable in confined spaces, go to those caves. Uh, oh, no, thanks. No, they, <laughs> nope, not fun. Although, I think after this week's news, I'm good with confined spaces for I'm a while. I'm shocked by that. Right? Who I can't believe I I was so morbid that I was watching the movie Titanic while I was reading the news. Netflix is bringing it back, man. They they know they know their audience. It's I mean, I loved my favorite it's a, it's a horrible story, crazy. I'm so glad that the Blink-182 son steps existed because it really we needed to laugh <laughs> cuz he's what a what a jerk. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> but um Someone was like, 
a lot of people on the internet were like, why are we listening to James Cameron talk about this stuff? And it's like, I He's know. He's been down there 30 times? Yeah. It's unbelievable how dim people are. He, he, he humble bragged and said, I've been on the ship. I've been on the Titanic at this point more hours than the captain. Yes. <laughs> That's wild, dude. Anyway. No, like James Cameron is very full of himself, but he has a reason to be. It's because he's good at what he does. He kept on calling it a mature art. And you know what? Heck yeah. He knows what he's doing. Yes. He knows what he's doing. It's so it's like this isn't like when TRL put Ja Rule on the phone for 9-11. Like, oh my James Cameron God. knows what he's talking about when it comes to Titanic submersibles, Where's people. Where's Ja? Where's Ja? Where's ja? <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> Do you know what Ghibli's name means? I don't. I'd really like to know, though. 19. Thing you might not know about Gimli. It means fire. Oh, Okay. Which I didn't know that. How would I know? Uh, they say with Gimli's striking red head of hair and long gingit beard, gingit, uh, animated personality and piercing eyes, fire seems to be a suitable descriptor for the rather fiery dwarf warrior. Heck yes. Um, the name Gimli originates from one of Tolkien's Manish dialects meant to be based on the Viking language of Old Norse. Very cool. Very cool. Not surprising. That one's less surprising. Very, very not as yeah. this. This whole thing it, it total teetotals the line of Gimli information and Jonathan Reese uh, information. Yeah, which I'm sure. Uh, Eighteen, also kind of obvious. He may have been in love with Galadriel. <laughs> yeah, and I might have been in love with the the Pink Ranger when I was little. Like, come on, what, I what, was what, in what, love with the Pink Ranger. You know what though? I feel sad that I never wanted. I my sister swears up and down that she was the Pink Ranger. I was, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, you Who, know, when you'd we role play or whatever. Oh, like wow. My okay, brother was gotcha. Jason the Red, and you, you heard it here first, y'all. <laughs> I, mean, I was I was the Blue Ranger through and through. <gasps> you totally are. I'm like I'm definitely I I, I knew exactly who I was, and it's like you know all my. Uh, jock uh classmates like we're all like i'm tommy i'm i'm the i'm the red ranger like yeah i'm jason like yeah you're okay, the redneck <laughs> sure yeah. i that, love that, that you're bobby that is one of the the greatest villain arcs is uh the green ranger just coming in <sighs> and just like you, we have never seen that in pop culture like we saw like we went through it as kids like, like you've never turn seen like that well, just like five of your heroes get completely dismantled. Like all their Zords got beat one on one. Then they formed the Megazord and he whooped up on the Megazord and then jumped in the Megazord and threw all of them out and took over the Megazord and then went to Zordon and wrecked shot. It's like. Didn't he kill Zordon? Or like almost, right? Like he definitely disengaged him. He, he messed him up. I, I can't remember all of Tommy's art completely, but just like. I would have. I know. I wasn't a huge fan of the the latest movie um, with uh, with uh, Princess Jasmine and um, Stranger Things guy uh, Dacker Montgomery. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of that. But when like the the post credit scene was like Tommy Oliver's coming, and I'm like, I kind of want. I, I my nostalgia is getting the best of me. I so is it a see reboot? It. What the last movie that was like yeah. in 2017? Yeah, yeah, it was like a full origin story. Like it was like. Half Got Breakfast it. Club, half Power Rangers. Oh, that's kind of cool. 
Um, yeah. but, but I'm with you. It's not necessarily even for us. It's kind of like, okay, you can come watch it, but it's for the, like, the other. Because it's successful storytelling. There, something about that show was very engaging. Speaking of sponsorships, if you guys have never seen Power Rangers, there is the most shameless corporate sponsor in that movie. Like, when I tell you this. Are you talking about the kid one? Like, the one we watched as a kid? Or no, no, no. The newest one. one. Yeah. The, like, the, the new one from, like, you know, oh, God, seven years ago now. Um... It is insane, Jessica, and I just want you like I kind of want you to watch the movie without, without me telling experiencing you. it. Sure, how about that? Let's keep it part of our lore. I'll watch it just for this experience. All right, so before the next podcast, Jess is gonna watch Power Rangers from 2016, and we'll please talk send about me a remind text or te- tweet at me, folks, just to remind me to do it. But I will do it. I will do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Okay, seventeen. Okay. This also. Might not come as a surprise, especially if we're not counting film Legolas in the Battle of the Five Armies. He may have been a better orc slayer than Legolas. False. False. Okay. Fake news. The Legolas Gimli orc slang count has been a hotly contested debate for fans. Most take Legolas' side for his swift arrow shots over Gimli's rather precarious axe rampages. Fair. But is it true? Consider this. For close combat, Legolas's flimsy bows <laughs> don't stand a chance. Oh, this next. isn't a biased article at all. <laughs> at all. Who do we have to talk to at Screen Rant? Gosh. Uh, flimsy bows. I'm sorry. We the saw dwarf him. media is real. <laughs> we saw him close close range shoot a couple dudes. We did see that. We um, absolutely did. He stabbed a guy through the eye and then shot another guy with the same arrow. I mean, also, you're is supposing that he doesn't know how to use a rapier or a short sword. Like, he definitely has to have one of those. We saw it in The Hobbit. He That's what used, I'm saying. Yeah. He cleaved <laughs> heads straight off their shoulders. And dry, uh, but his bows don't stand in a chance next to Gimli's massive double-bladed axe. Nor does Legolas possess the passion and drive that Gimli has. I don't know. Okay, this like saying someone that's introverted doesn't have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know uh, what I mean? Just because he's not outwardly expressing himself doesn't mean he's not emotional. This this is like saying an NBA player. This is like saying LeBron James wouldn't make it in the NFL. Like, this is crazy talk. It's really strange. I think that's not right. I think it's more accurate to say that though their styles differ, their ability is almost equal. You can't say that. I don't, I don't think, think they're equal. You don't think I they're think equal. I think Legolas is by far better. But they even say the count is the same. Like they're leg, they're like, he, like. They're going off the Helm's Deep thing. That's what they're talking about, where, you know, Gimli beat Legolas. And perhaps this is the movie's fault of how they framed that, where Legolas is, what is it, 18 to 2? Right. Or 19 to 2 or something like that? Like, because there's no physical way that Gimli catches up to Legolas. Like, there's just no way. We talked about it a little bit. With the way Gimli, and like, I, we're not counting, you know, we're counting it as one when he takes the entire tower, the entire giant ladder of Urukai down. That's 40 right there. And again, that's also the movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, I realize it's it's the movie and they had to, that was like a little homage to the book. But 
That's a, that's a wrong homage there, Peter Jackson, because you clearly showed Legolas killing at least 100. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, I'm sorry, Gimli's not taking down an Oliphant by himself. Like, right. he's just not. Right. Now, when it comes to, like, maybe, like, Moria goblins, maybe they're equal just because those are very easy to kill. But against Urukai, I want Legolas. Yeah. Be, simply for size. Like, they might be equal. It's like... It's like a, it's a, they're UFC fighters. I'll take, you know, the, the lightweights, like those five, six, 140 pound dudes. You don't want to mess with those guys. And those are the best kind of fights because they're going to beat the crap out of each other. They're going to grapple. They're going to get each other headlocks. It's going to be a brawl compared to the big heavyweight guys like the John Jones and the Daniel Cormais. Like it might just take one hit because that's 250 pounds behind each punch. And so. Jeez. It's it's a difference of that where it's like they might be equal warriors, but size does make a difference when it comes to combat. And so I am going to take Legolas nine out of ten times. Also, I can't be convinced that a double sided battle axe isn't going to accidentally kill somebody next to you. Like, I'm OK with that because, uh, you know, it goes back to like basic a lightsaber like how to, a lightsaber is basically the most double bladed sword you've ever seen where like there's no like dull side and there's no sharp side every every side is a sharp side and you're just that good of a warrior that you never cut yourself or accidentally kill anybody else i'm okay with that but just like but it's still not good in close quarters so yeah melee but you can't be next to him that was my point like yeah he's got his little hatchet like he, he, that's so, fair that's yeah that's totally fair yeah. um I, I'm with you. I think this is a. The more I'm reading forward on this, the more I'm questioning how much we should be trusting Screen Rant. Screen Rant because 16 is Gimli is a desirable character in the video games. Great. I'm just gonna thumbs up that one and move right along. Heck yes, he is. Awesome. 15. This was not the actor's breakout role, which I actually didn't know. This he yeah, was in Indiana Raiders Jones. of the Lost Ark. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's in the new one coming out too. Is he? Good for yeah. him. I, I mean, I don't expect him to look like the character he looks like in Gimli. I just didn't, like, you know, like, speaking of Titanic, Denethor, not Denethor, um... Theoden. Theoden is the captain. Yep. Which, like, you, you just think of them in different ways, though, even though he's they're the, the same. He's the only actor to be in two movies that won the most Oscars. Because Titanic so he's like won the Samuel 12. L, right? Of, yeah. like, the most gross... Jeez, that's wild. That's some pretty, that's some, also he outwardly spoke out against Rings of Power saying, not my Rings of Power, not my Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, that's, just be quiet. Eh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 14, John Reese davies is not of conventional dwarf height. We uh, all know that. <laughs> that's probably why you didn't recognize him in, in Raiders because he's 6'2". He's like, big, he's big. He's a big guy. Yeah, that's fair. Um how tall is actually the tallest of the three amigos over six feet wow um that's so good though you would never guess you would never guess he's that tall in the movies um how about this one number 13 there was also an elf named gimli wow i did okay true to the elf friend nicknamed dwarf gimli was actually not the first of tolkien's characters to be named gimli in the tale of tenuviel there was a gnome half elf uh, named Gimli, who was liberated with several other characters from slavery, now blind, but with a heightened sense of hearing. It can be found in Christopher Tolkien's The History of Middle-Earth, Volume 2, The Book of Lost Tales. That's very cool. 
I like that. I like that so a lot. So was the dwarf Gimli named after the elf Gimli for many years before that? Who knows, uh, really? All we know is that when it comes to being remembered, Gimli the dwarf has done a much better job of it. Okay. Anyway. Um, what does this mean? Number 12. He should have only had one axe. In the books, Gimli was supposed to... Wait, how is it... Well, hold on. How is this a fact I about... I don't know. This is... Gre- get, okay. I apologize to our listeners that Jessica brought this oh. un, unfact-checked, unfiltered list, this this opinion ha- hatchet job, pun intended, <laughs> against Legolas, against the sanctity of Middle-earth. This is literally just turning into a Wall Street opinion piece. It <laughs> really is. It really is. Okay, I'm scrolling ahead to actual interesting things, sort of. Seven, John Reese davies was allergic to prosthetics. <laughs> Seven, did you know Gimli was woke? <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. Are you scrolling ahead? Because it literally says his relationship with Legolas is socially progressive. <laughs> Oh, oh no! I I'll I'll accept that one because it is because it is, like, but we know that you know what I mean. Like how many times? I that's not unknown information. And what's funny is that that's like the actual definition of woke. It's socially, it's socially progressive. progressive. Like people use it as an insult when it's just like, all right, okay, <laughs> thank okay. you. Um, So this is something I was talking about, I think, last week. And you you kind of not negated it, but um, we we exchanged words. Um, Six, he's supposed to have been taken more seriously. Yes. I think in the books he is. He is very serious in the books. And in the movie, he's a little bit more of a relief. Yeah, like uh, going back to the Galadriel thing, when uh, he meets Eomer – uh, like when the Rohirrim rides up and they're like, oh, are you guys spies? He's like, oh, well, we just came from Lorien. Like, we're like, and he's like, oh, you're there with the elf witch. And he, and that's when Gimli's like, give me your name, horse master, and stop talking that ish before you get up off that horse and get some of these hands. <laughs> and that's when Aomer says, you know, I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it were, uh, but taller from the ground. And that's when Legolas goes, you would die before your stroke fell. And that's when the Brotherhood forms right then and there because Legolas sees how, how one, he sees Galadriel give him, uh, give uh, Gimli the hair. And then he sees like how just like it wasn't some act. He was He's down. surrounded by 1000 cavalrymen with spears pointed at their necks. And he's just like, say, say something else. Say one more thing about Galadriel. And these hands are 7-Eleven, baby. They are always open. And these hands, like, unlike the the movies that are rated PG-13, Gimli's hands are rated E for everyone. Anyone that talks about Galadriel. That's the episode title right there. (laughs) E for everyone. I love that. Um, You're right. This the rest of this is not very interesting whatsoever. It's how are the good ones at like 20? And, like, how is Gimli becomes the Lord of the Glittering Caves, number 20, and he should have had one axe as number nine? I, it, 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 it holds no reasonable explanation in my mind. I'm actually surprised it's not one of those friggin' <laughs> they were like, it's like clickbaity title, and it, it's not making yeah. you go from like one thing to the next, uh, different. Anyway, uh, the last one is. Actors who almost got the part, which is kind of interesting. Oh, oh yeah. I want to hear that. Um, 
Billy Connolly was considered for the part. Oh, that's a nice homage that he got to play Dane then. That's cool. It like is that. really nice. I do like that. Um, Warwick Davis, who is, I believe, of Star Wars fame and an actual short person, was considered for the I could role. see that because he had just come off Willow. So. Right. Correct. Willow is uh, awesome, by the way. Which I have not gotten into, but I think I'd check it out. Because I, oh, I, I haven't seen the show. I, I mean the movie because I would do the okay. movie and then the show. Because did you I, ever did you ever watch just like the commercial for Willow where Warwick Davis like I'm super mega star Warwick Davis and these are all my nobody nothing castmates and he they're all like sitting around a table and like who are you? Yeah, I don't know that name. I don't know who you are, but it must be nice working with me. And it's you're just like lying to no, me. No, it's right the now. funniest thing. And even like uh. One of them is Aaron Kellerman, who is in Solo, and Warwick Davis is in Solo. And it's like, Warwick, it's me, Aaron. Like, we, we did Star Wars together. He's like, no, I don't remember. Oh, this you. is for the TV show. Yeah, it's for the TV show. Oh, I so love it, that. Was, it was, like, he's joking, obviously, but it's just like the way he plays it, it's, it is the best marketing I've ever seen for something. And I'm really sad that I didn't watch the show because I, I know it got canceled after one season, and like, Disney's like, Everything is a mess right now. Everything's being canceled for tax re reasons. But that ad alone, if you guys don't want to commit to, you know, six, seven hours TV, I get it. But just watch that ad on YouTube. Just type in Warwick Davis uh, Willow ad, and it's the funniest thing ever. I'll try to share ever. it on our Twitter. That sounds amazing. But it's really I good. love a good self-aware joke when it's yeah. used properly. Um that's really enjoyable. Okay, the next person who I don't know is Bill Bailey. I guess he's a comedian? Bill Bailey. Uh, what uh, a the, great actor name, Bill, first off. Right, but if you look at Bill Bailey, you'll also find a person that's been hanged for murder. So not the same person. Oh, okay. Uh, is he Hot in Lord of the Rings, fuzz. ultimately? Uh, he auditioned for the role of Gimli, but didn't get put in it. And then the, the another one, which I can kind of see... But it would be odd is Timothy Spall, who is the gentleman who played Peter Pettigrew. In, um, oh, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that, too. I think we win out by not getting anybody else besides John Reese davis It's so hard to, like, the fact that, like, Stuart Townsend was literally on set and got fired from being, uh, Stuart Townsend, who you guys probably know from Queen of the Damned is probably his biggest role now. Um, and, like, mm -hmm. how, like, young looking he is compared to Viggo Mortensen at the time. He would have been Aragorn? He was he oh. was Aragorn, Jessica. Oh. Like, he was cast as Aragorn, but, like, didn't want to do any sword training, didn't want to show up early, like, was not committed. And I think, I can't remember if he left, like, mutually. It was just like, Peter, this is not right for me. And Peter was like, yeah, you're right. Or if he got fired and Viggo Mortensen was the second choice. And what a different film. And, like, the same with, um, what's his name, uh, Dugray Scott, who is, uh, his biggest role is probably, like, the bad guy from Mission Impossible 2. And I say that because Mission Impossible 2 went over schedule, and that's why Logan, uh, that's why Hugh Jackman got Logan, Wolverine. Whoa. Yeah. Like, it's always crazy to think, like, that, you know, like, there's, there's footage of Corey Feld, not, not Corey Feldman, Corey Stoll on Back to the Future before Michael J. Fox came in. And that was one of them where, like, Corey, like, both Corey Stoll and Rob Zemeckis, like, went to each other and was just like, this is just not working. He's like, no, it's not. And that's weird, because you can also see a world where 
maybe people we haven't seen cast could have done just Not a Corey wonderful Stoll. job. What's his name? I don't know who you're talking about, but you know, Corey I also Ant Man. What am I talking? Oh, Corey that guy. No, um, it's it's it's. I feel like it's Corey something, but I could be wrong. Uh, I'll look it up. But like one other thing to that exact point, Christian Bale's on record saying we had the second choice after Leonardo DiCaprio chose what he wanted to do that year. Like yeah. Christian Bale was second in line for whatever. Oh, oh Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Cor- that sounds yeah. so Oh, is that? The- Wait, hold on. Eric- That's the mascot. Yes. What mascot? The mask oh. guy. He looks like Michael J. Fox. He does. That's weird. That's weird. Hmm. I mean, he yeah, could, it couldn't be the, anyone else ca- but Michael J. Fox. It couldn't. No, that's the thing is that you can't when when these characters when these actors do such a good job and these parts are so iconic. It's it's impossible to see anybody else. But they were they really yeah. were somebody else. You know, Will Smith famously turned down the Matrix before Keanu got it. Couldn't even imagine what that film. Could would not be. imagine. Could not imagine. Sean Connery is supposed to be Gandalf. Which. Honestly, I'm so grateful he wasn't. Yeah. But he would have like been he's, fine. I feel like he's a more book-accurate Gandalf. Like, he would have been harsher and, like, yes. more, more like, shrewd. But, like, Ian McKellen gives you that warmth. Well, Ian McKellen gives you the wink after he tells you to go throw yourself down the well. Do you know what I mean? And he Sean did Connery, not wink at Pippin. He wanted no, to die. No, but emotionally. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Get kill yourself. <laughs> Gandalf was he, that kid in game chat, like, "Oh my god, nice push, kill oh yourself." My god, yeah, he would have ruined him on. He TikTok. was not one shot, <laughs> Pippin. Kill yourself. <laughs> nice kill death ratio, him. Pippin. Throw yourself <laughs> off a bridge. Oh my god, that's the crossover we really need. Um, all right, seeing as I've done such a poor job. Of launching us into this episode. No, that was honestly you. You got you were one for twenty. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get. We got stuff to talk about. That's for sure. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Your love for Gimli on uh, book Gimli is more cautious when they're going to Moria, and I feel like that. I feel like that's where you could have gotten a smarter Gimli mm. because like. You have not heard from someone, and they don't say it in in the movie, but, like, I feel like it's been, like, 40 years or something like that that they hadn't heard from Balin. Like, they should, he should, I totally agree with you. For him to be on. Like, they're walking in, he's like, you're about to feast with the dwarves, roaring fires, malt beer, fresh meat, ripe off the bone. No, dude, like, you have not gotten a correspondence in Decades. I don't know and if 40 so, years is correct, but decades is correct. Oh, like, decades is correct. It's been a while. To the same exact argument that Durin is upset with Elrond for missing his, like, marriage. He's thinking in terms of elves' years. Like, yeah, it, it, it's been two years since we've heard from that. Hey, you, you've been fine for 40 years. Dude, you don't live that long. Granted, you, I think... Gimli's 130 something when we meet him in the books. Yes. Yeah. So, like, dwarves live, like, I, Gimli dies at 262. They're living. Uh, no, they, he sails to the west at 262. There you go. He's not yeah. dead, bro. Um, yeah, like, he, he lives a while. Like, dwarves do have long lives, but. But not like, long enough to be like, hey, just so you know, we settled. A li- little bit of tough 
work with the Balrog over here. But yeah. there's food. Or like fifteen like, percent of your life you have not heard from this person, or like, you know, ten percent. Like if I had haven't heard from if I lived to two hundred, but if I haven't heard from someone for twenty years, thirty years, I wouldn't think I'm not they were going dead. to their apartment. <laughs> no. If if someone says, Hey, I'm moving into this place, it's infested with things that might kill me. Uh don't worry, I'll keep you up to date on that. Okay, cool. Um oh yeah, you're writing letters, writing letters. Oh, they've stopped. Ugh. If they stopped for like a year after they've been sending like messengers and stuff, I'd be like Maybe we should go check on that person. They're dead. A after 20 <laughs> years, they're dead. <laughs> like, and You're, so I, yeah, that's... Yeah, he was really, it was, it was really a weird choice for him to be excited to bring him there. That's the thing, like, you can still have him pushing for Moria for, like, these, so, like, you know, like, I need to, we need to check on Balan. Like, and we can uh, navigate this. I'm the best person to navigate that's it. That's also something, is that, like, in the book, he is navigating with Gandalf. Right. Like, he is helping him through Moria because he has been there before. He has, he's lived there for a while. And so... Great shirt, by the way. I know our audience can't see it, but you're talking about, like, one of my... That is a good shirt right there. It's a great show. Uh, quick plug. Uh, not sponsored, but uh, Empire Strips Back. It was <sighs> in town for a while. Great burlesque show. It was really, really cool. I amazing, amazing props and set pieces. Isn't they, I don't want to give anything away, honestly, because I was blown away by each set. That's amazing. It was really cool. Um, but that's, that's where I lo I like funny Gimli. I like dwarves are natural sprinters. Like, shall I get you a box? I love all those moments. Amazing. Like, and especially like with the Legolas, shall I get you a box? Great relationship building moments. But in that moment of Moria of like, we should go to Moria. But like, he needs to like pull Gandalf off to the side and be like, we have not heard from Balin in 25 years. We need to proceed with caution. And, like, maybe he doesn't know about Durin's Bane. But in the book he does because, like, he right. breaks down crying. And he's like, oh, so the the stories of Durin's Bane are true. He didn't know what it was, maybe. But, like, he knew there was some ancient Something evil looking in there. That got rid of Moria. Right? Yeah. Like, that, that like there's a reason from... you guys left and it wasn't orcs. Right. And it wasn't Cause... a dragon because we also had been through that. Yeah. Because uh, that's where he's living. He's living in Erebor. So it's just, like, that's where I wish we would have gotten, like, book Gimli in that moment. Because, like, no no person, like, no, and Gimli is a smart guy. No person would just be like, oh, yeah, it's been 25, 30, 40 years, however long it's been since I've heard from, you know, my, my uncle. He's fine. We're about to be feasting. We're going to tell some stories. This is, like, I know that our last two attempts to cross this border have been tough with the mountain and the gap of Rohan, but this one's going to be just a walk through the park. <laughs> Wasn't he also on board for the mountain pass or was he, cause he didn't think the, the mountain was going to do what the, it did to them. Right. Or if I he was on board with the mountain pass, like he was yeah. fine with it in, in the, like he was oh, like he wanted to go through Moria, like in like a cautious way. But like when they decided on it, he was like, okay, here we go. Like it was, it was like a, it was like a determined thing, not like a, I'm excited to see my friends thing. Um, Feanor so, requested three times for Gladriel's hair and denied him. Gimli, uh, only asked once and yep, openly stupid. weeped on the boats <gasps> as they, as they parted Gladriel because he th thought he would never see her again. Um, Gimli makes a pact with Legolas to come back and visit the glittering caves of Helm's Deep if Gimli, uh, will accompany Legolas to see Fangorn Forest. Because, like, uh, 
that's how Legolas felt because he was like, wow, he'd never been to Fangorn. And he was like, I need to walk amongst these trees because there is history and anger and all these things in this forest that I that he'd never experienced before. And that's how Gimli felt about like there's a whole I remember reading this where like he like because Legolas doesn't understand, you know, dwarves or dwarf culture because he was like, oh, I'd love to visit the caves again. And he's like, oh, like to plunder them. He's like, no, 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 no to appreciate them, to mm. walk among them. like, And he says, like, the same way you want to walk in Fangorn is the same way I would treat the caves. And so, like, I'm, I'd really be interested. I'm sure there's, like, artist renderings of, like, how oh they built, God. like, uh, around everything in the glittering caves and, like, the, the kingdom that they built there. God, that would be a beautiful thing to, like, even just realize. Because the, 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 I've been in one cave system, and... They'll let you walk through and all that stuff, but the second you start coming into a cave, you've changed the ecosystem drastically. Yeah. So and so, I would imagine dwarves knew that as well. So to work with the rock rather than alter it would probably be the foremost of their concerns. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, I, I I'd like to see that. I think that's I now I have just nothing but imagery in my head. That's a beautiful thing to think about. Uh, my question to you is: Did you know that the Nazi Party thought that the Hobbit, uh, the, the way that the dwarves, what? No, go ahead. I'm, Don't. I'm, did, am I stealing something from you? No, no. I'm really, I'm really curious of where you're going. With you this. haven't heard this before. <laughs> what? That they, the dwarves, are compared to Jews. And then when Tolkien found that out, he yeah, drastically, he hated it. He, well, he hated it, and he drastically changed how. Gimli was represented so as yeah. to dispel those thoughts. I'm not that's saying why, most yeah. people don't know. Yeah, that's why Gimli is like so smart and capable and like everything because not about like, gold, etc. Yeah, exactly. That's why like he that's probably why he wasn't uh, fettered by like treasure and stuff like that. That's probably Correct. why they made that character choice. And that is like a great thing cuz like I remember like they would latch on to that. Like even now I I've, I've seen like articles of like, "Oh, do you like Lord of the Rings? Well, this is how he felt." It's like, "No, it's not how he felt. He wrote that, and then he realized what was happening. He was like, no, 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 no. Let me change everything about their entire culture in this fantasy world, and I'll just to spite you. And yeah. I love that. Yes, I do it's love so that great. That, I think, is the best way to use your art for good, is my, yes. my point in bringing it up. Um, uh, elves and dwarves helped rebuild Minas Tirith, and the gate is made partially out of Mithril, the new gate Stop of Stop it! Dude, like, I... That you want to you want to ask like where I'd visit? It would be in Middle Earth in the Fourth Age. That's where I would want to live. Like I'll fight, you know, the men of the East. You know, even though like we're gonna make peace with them with Aragorn and stuff like that. But I want to see the world rebuilt and just like the splendor that it is. Because I know in the movies it, it they make it seem like the elves immediately left. A lot of elves like stayed around for a while after the after the ring was destroyed. And, sure, like, I out. believe that. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and Legolas uh, stayed until Aragorn died. And that was when, uh, you know, they all went on their adventures. Uh, I guess um, in the book... Oh, I didn't they, realize that. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, they stayed... The the Fellowship stayed together until Isengard. Like, they, they all went back to Isengard, and that's when they split off. And then Legolas and Gimli went to the caves, and then to Fangorn. Hobbits went home. Aragorn went home. Huh. Yeah. I love that. I love that. They just were like friends. They they're just, just they're just friends. Like they uh that's when uh Gimli reunites with Merry and Pippin 
and is in Minas Tirith while they're rebuilding it because Merry and Pippin are there. And Gimli gives them the entire history of the dwarves and Merry writes it down and brings that information back to the Shire. I love it. It's so great. Like it's, it's so pure, man. It is. Like the just the the post stuff like Lord of the Rings as a story is obviously timeless, but just like the fourth age stuff, you know, the the glossary, you know, the appendices, like don't get enough credit of just like it does remind me a lot, you know, I just watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um have you seen it yet? I have not. I think I'm waiting for it to come onto Disney. Okay, I won't spoil it then. We'll We'll wait. That's another conversation. Yes. I don't want. Uh, we're going to hold. We're going to put. Thank you for checking. I, yes. I didn't see it was happening soon enough. So thank you. Yes. And then, like I said, Gimli is 262 when he sails with Legolas to the west. And uh, the video, which is, again, Nerd of the Rings. Always shout out Nerd of the Rings. Um, says that it is never stated, but is assumed. That is the, the next time that he gets to see Galadriel is In. on the shores. That's actually, they're totally in love. They're totally in love. Like I love that I don't, so much. What they did with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Evangeline Lily and Keely. Give me that with Galadriel and Gimli. That's, That's what I want. No, no, I don't want that. Because if you'll remember, Keely only likes Evangeline Lily because she's an elf. No other reason. Uh, a slamming hottie elf, okay? <laughs> Fair. She's the not only Not that there's any in... other type of elf in Lord of the Rings. There like, is not. But she was cast because At least not Peter she... Jackson's. Well, that's fair also. But there's no one else that sort of looks like Liv Tyler. And that's why they cast her. Yeah. <laughs> and, but he... They cut this out in the uh, and they kept it for the extended versions. But Keely's like, I'm down to F and Elf, and then she shows up. There's nothing genuinely loving about that, and it's upsetting. I Gimli is in awe. He's of- basically like in Vegas. It was like, ah, oh, might as well. <laughs> exactly. What happened? What, ha- what happens in Mirkwood stays in Mirkwood. <laughs> One million percent. That's what I'm saying. So. I'm just saying that's not lo- it's a better lo- it's a worse love story than Twilight and not sh- not much is. Um if you had Gimli over to tea. What for, would for beers? For, He's not drinking all right. tea. Uh, I yeah. know, but <laughs> just trying to segue. What would you want to talk to that fool about? Honestly, like I've never been into <laughs> I'd become like a crystal girl. I'd I'd ask him like, oh, like does this like help change my mood or anything? I'd be oh like, what are you talking about? God. No, but I, I, love I would that idea. I like you I've seen those like cave TikToks where like the, the ground is just like pressed into their faces and they're like, Yeah, I'm doing okay. Oh, uh, it's pretty tight right here. I'm like, this is like that movie The Descent is like my top three horror movies. I'll never, and- I will never watch it. I would go spelunking with Gimli. Yeah. Because I would feel safe about someone that just knows. There's no one that knows a mountain like a dwarf and like knows what is safe, where to go, what to do, like how to do it. I would never go spelunking, but I'd go with Gimli. Gosh, that's a really perfect way to appreciate what he's. Now, granted, he's not used to your height. And he'd True. have to... I'd get some real good knee pads. You would have to just work it out the way he... But, like, if if Legolas can do it... That's the thing. I, I realize I'm not, like, a spry, immortal elf. That's but my maybe point. Like tw- give me, like, 25-year-old Ben would go spelunking. Now I would just, like, 
scroll through Gimli's like photo album of like all the caves he explored. You'd follow him on Instagram for I sure. I would. I yeah. would. And but I I would also love to hear him talk cuz I I love hearing about people's passions. And so uh, you I the same way I'd love to hear Legolas talk about forests, I'd love to hear like a Gimli talk about one, I'd love to hear him talk about I'd, – I I would definitely have him open his Galadriel hair locket just to look. I wouldn't touch. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. He wouldn't show you. I'm sorry. I, I'd, I, I I'd literally give him – like I'd look through like one of the, like, the police interrogation rooms. Like he can stand on the side of a locked door and I'll just like press my hands up to the glass <laughs> like a little kid in an aquarium – and uh, I, I'd ask him to I'm going to tell you right now, peek. man, I don't think he'd let you. I really. I don't think I'd, so either. I'd I, ask I just, politely one time, and if he said no, I, I get it, because I don't think he'd say no twice without killing me. Uh, but I'd have him describe it then, because you know he'd love to describe it. He would be thrilled. He would tell you the entire story of being bequeathed it. Oh, so absolutely. I'm, I'm not saying he won't talk about it. I just am saying. And then maybe after a few drinks, you know. You'd really have to outdrink him. You'd I really can't. again. Twenty-five year old me, maybe thirty-five year old me, like two beers in. I'm like, let me tell you. Over I was here. gonna say <laughs> I need to talk to twenty-five year old Ben and make sure he's okay. <laughs> I had one whiskey last night and I was toast, toast. Oh yeah, toast, toast. But it was great because I'm a cheap drunk now. Love it. Um, so I think that's a. Anything else you want to round out these thoughts on Gimli about? Uh, I mean. No matter That's how what, you slice it, what an enjoyable, beautiful character. That's the thing is I wish we got more of that in the movies. I love the the depiction in the movies. I think he's a great character. He's fun. He's like – and I mean like we see the dwarves in Rings of Power and they breathe such good life into the show. Yes. That was desperately needed. Yes. Um, and that's what Gimli does because like everyone is so formal and, and you know, like the hobbits and, and the dwarves are like, oh, you know, like let's not take stuff too seriously when you got like Aragorn and Legolas. And, but I do wish like, like I said, like that moment in Moria or going to Moria, he sh- like just having him be more cautious and like, we could have seen a different side to him or like having that affect him later on and just like seeing his entire home, like it's officially gone. Yeah. Like, you know, they yes. send out the party, you know, keep Fellowship Gimli the same. But then, like, you know, Two Towers Gimli, like, you can have, like, some jokes in there. But, like, have him, like, be a little torn about, like, they're all dead. Our home is officially gone. Like, it's not just about, you know, he doesn't know the Balrog is gone forever. He doesn't know that Gandalf slayed it on the mountainside. Uh, so just, like, a little bit of that. But other than that. I truly love the character. I love book Gimli so much, but I love I love movie Gimli as well. And it was and that's a testament a, to John Reese. Yes, as that well. is that is all his performance right there. Totally. I mean, it's you can't fault Peter Jackson for much of what he did with the trilogy mm. because it movie storytelling is different than book storytelling, and so that's why it is as has the longevity and the special place in our hearts but it is different they really did use him as for the most part comic relief that didn't exist otherwise in a cathartic way because we needed it in the group as well anyway you can't just have it just be the hobbits no and and it's helpful that it's somebody else because also they split off it's not like you have the hobbits with aragorn the entire time bringing aragorn back down to earth to remind him what he's fighting for you know what i mean yeah um and the fact that you don't have to carry Gimli along, that he's able to take care of himself. He's never 
for as comic relief as he is, he's never unserious. He's never not going to be able to take care of himself in a situation. And that is a good thing. And that was good because like you, you have the hobbits who are like these, you know, stout and hardy folk, but need a lot of help in the big world because they've never been in it. Dwarves live in the big world. Correct. They don't, they don't, dwarves don't have a shire. They've got their mountains, but they are dealing with big folk all the time. And so they're not intimidated. They're not scared. They don't need help. That's right. And if you're interested in learning more about um, our takes on dwarves, you can listen to Alex's uh, deep dive into the history and the creation of the dwarves. The dwarves were created before the elves because one of the gods were like, I want my own people. And so he made them out of dirt. And they're really interesting origins for how Tolkien brought us. Yeah. And that's and that's the sad part about Moria is if I'm remembering this correctly is that when Durin was created, he walked to the the mirror the the mirror lake, the mirror mm-hmm, pond mm-hmm. that is right by Moria, and he saw and it was daytime and he looked down and he saw a crown of stars over his head in the middle of the day. Right. And so he took that as a sign and that's when they founded Moria. And so like losing Moria is a huge thing. Huge. You're so right. It's not just oh well too well. I, I yeah. bad. Sorry. Oh no, we lost Burbank. Darn. He's literally <laughs> In the tomb in which Balin is dead. Great that they don't have a lot of time. They're getting sieged. But yeah. I, I think you brought up a good point. What is it? What am I looking? The word I'm looking for is uh, we need some recompense for Gimli. We, let's I, re- forget it. I, I got what you're saying. I got what you're putting It's down. there somewhere. It's there. You're there. Anyway, you could go to patreon.com forward slash pot of the rings. You could have one of the seven dwarf rings. You could also do it. be do a, and or you could, uh, you know, be the one to rule them all if you want. And when we get to either $100 in subscribers or 10 Patreon subscribers, we are going to watch a porno <laughs> together it's <laughs> gonna be really great it's gonna uh, be really great it's the, it's the only one alex will watch with me so please like <laughs> uh, <laughs> make it happen people make it happen what's something you're up to right now ben i am playing this fun game called only up and it's this game where you are just going it's like up. jump king kind of it's like jump king you're just like going up and up and up and up and i Played for an hour and a half the other day on stream, and I fell quite a few times before I quit. So yeah, it's a rage. It sounds yeah. like we are gonna conquer it, though. I promise. I don't so come, want anything to do with that. See, it's not as like I remember someone uh, recommended getting over it. The one where like you're like in a, a a a cauldron with like a little hammer, and you're like climbing your way up. That is like for sure a rage game that like I will never play again. <sighs> Only up seems very beatable. Now it's okay, gonna be tough like for sure, but it's not like it's not like made to make you rage. It's so it's like to... Elden Ring, where once you get good, you can beat it. Oh yeah, people have already like gotten like twenty five minute speed runs on this thing. It's insane. Oh, it's insane. Uh, yeah, speaking of video games, Moria doesn't look half bad. I'm just really curious how they're gonna make it a story oriented open world sandbox. You know so... what? At a, I will say at a hundred dollars, I will. hundred dollars. No, no, oh. like if if we get the one ring as well, or if we get the twenty, like I'll add, in case you just don't want to watch us watch an adult movie. Sure. I Golem just went on sale. I will buy <gasps> Golem, and we will make an unlisted YouTube video of me playing Golem. That sounds amazing. Yes, I will add that to the. I will narrate while I'll, I'll just sit and watch yes. you play. Alex and Jess will sit and watch me play as like we'll stream together. We'll be watching uh, our own porno then, Ben. 
Oh my god! Stop it! <laughs> I, I almost had them, and then like they were just like, nope, no, no. <laughs> I see. The thing is, I undersell. I really, and it's really working for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's really working well. Speaking of uh, porno and bangable, uh, this Wednesday, which is I guess almost July, if you're Crazy. listening to this in real time, I know. Um, special guest Janelle Santa Cruz is going to join me and Scott Rubin on my Twitch channel at seven Pacific, seven um, Pacific time. For the most bangable monsters list. Oh, I will be I will be there or I will watch the VOD. I don't know if I have work that night, but I will well, definitely. Well, it'll go for some time because we got a lot of entries for the monsters in our got, Discord. I bet you got a lot of entries. Right, tell me about <laughs> it. Uh, Stephanie, <laughs> you could join our Discord. Talk to us about Podcast of the Ring. Links in the uh, liner notes for the show. Monster um, Mash. More like Monster Smash. <laughs> look up. The monster. Oh, I can't. Oh, kidding. It's Alex showed it to me. It was uh, the original version of the Monster Mash. <laughs> Yikes! It's fantastic. It's a fake. It's a comedy. Okay, um, got it. Uh, what's some? What's a bangable tier list you would want to do with us? That's tough. You have um, to think of it, and we'll have you on. And we'll do I'll, de- I'll definitely have. I'll definitely will bring up a, a bangable tier list for sure. For almost everywhere you can find Ben at the Ben Goddard, unless you're looking for him on Twitch, it's um, Ben Goddard TTV. That's right. And right now, just best to listen to me on this podcast, uh, or go to twitch.tv forward slash Jessica Nerdy N E R D Y, and you get to watch us talk about bangable monsters, bruh. And so if Thrax excited. ain't up there, I don't. Uh, no one's up there from Osmosis Jones. Mm, mm. Oh right. yeah, Ooh. with Lawrence Fishburne voicing him too. Mm. Oh my gosh. I'm saying there's a lot of sexy monsters out there. And it's a lot of sexy monsters. They really are. Uh, anyway, until oh. Your time to decide who we'll be speaking about next week. Oh, um, dang. Let's do, let's do the brothers. Do you want to do Bormir and Faramir separate or together? I think together because we get them about. The yeah, we get them amount. like when we lose one, we get the other. That's exactly right. Let's do cool. both. All right, we're gonna do Bormir and Faramir I next, which this. I am so excited for. That's a very good call. All right, until next time, then, Ben. May our paths meet again. Nailed it. Nailed it.